Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, we're going to be talking about identity. There has been such a huge attack on our identity as Christians, and I'm going to tackle this conversation today. Um, It's a big topic, so I won't get into it as much as I would like to, um, but I'm going to talk about what I feel like the Lord is saying right now. Um, So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now. Come and be with me, be with the listeners, Lord, wherever they are at. Lord, I pray, God, that you guide them, move them into a place of greater confidence with you and who they are as a child of God, that that is no small feat. It is a big deal to be your daughter or son. And so I pray, Lord, that this episode moves the listeners into a greater confidence and knowing truly who they are and being able to navigate whatever it is that's in front of them. And I pray that you guide me to speak exactly what it is that you want and need me to speak. Nothing more and less, nothing less. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, last week I had on Tia Martinez, who does inner healing, deliverance. She does teaching. She's an awesome awesome woman with an amazing testimony. So I want to encourage you to go back and check out her episode. And before that, I did an episode on thinking like God. And in this, I kind of talk about how we can get out of these lies that really can wreak havoc on us. Um, And so I want to go a little bit deeper into how we can get free from that. And really, what are the things that keep us kind of in bondage from not really knowing who we are? Because I believe that as Christians, we should look different. The rest of the world really should look at us and say, wow, what is it that you have that I don't have? I want to know about that. Oh, it's Jesus? Oh, can you tell me about this Jesus? But often, unfortunately, what I hear is people who talk about Christians, you know, it might be the grandma in their family or the mom in the family, that they'll use God as an excuse for us to, like, that we have to go to church or that you can't, you know, live with somebody before you're married. And they kind of have rules around it, but there's no explanation around it. It's just, this is how it is. I was even talking to somebody who has many family members who would go to church, but once one person died, like the matriarch died, she said the rest of the family, they stopped going to church. And so then she started to wonder, did they go to church just because they were doing it for her? We have so many people that they go to church, but there isn't that relationship with God. And this is one of the things that I learned was having a relationship with God just changed my life where I just talk to Jesus all the time, every day, all day, all the time. And it's not a big deal. I think if we grew up in a church where it made it seem like it was this big deal to pray or big deal to go to church, then there isn't this closeness there. 
I mean, you guys, the veil was torn. So there is a closeness that God has with us. Father God has with us that there is nothing in between us and God. We don't need to strive. We don't need to do a bunch of things to earn his grace. It is a free gift. And when we can get this, our identity moves into this place of confidence with who we are as children. And in this place of confidence, we then navigate life's bumps. We then navigate how to handle that conflict, how to deal with this, you know, I need wisdom to to deal with whatever it is that we're handling at work. Or what do I do to parent my children? You know, I have a sickness that I'm really struggling with and and leaning into God and, and pressing into asking him for wisdom and what to pray for, that we seek him. He's a good father. He's a good God. And so as we can step into what the Bible says about us, our minds can be renewed and we can think like God and lo and behold, outflows this confidence with our identity. And unfortunately, you guys, I just don't see a lot of that. And as I've been in different, you know, uh, Baptist churches and more charismatic or Catholic churches or Lutheran churches, like all sorts of different churches, I see people across the board in all of this. So it isn't one church versus another. It's, It's all over the place. There's certain things that seem to be a little bit different in some spheres, but overall, there seems to be a struggle with this we need to step into walking in our identity with Christ and and who we truly are. So here's a couple things that I would say I think that like keeps us from being this way. One I already mentioned, which is lies that we believe. Two is this place of unbelief. And this unbelief is, I just don't believe what God says. And so when we're in unbelief, if we hear the verse, you know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we hear that we're like, oh, no, not me. They're fearfully and wonderfully made, but not me. That right there is unbelief. Okay, we have unbelief in that the Bible speaks something. We don't believe that it's for us. Okay, so that's unbelief. Um, The third thing is shame. Okay, God doesn't want us to be in that place of shame. If we have something that we're struggling with, he wants us to go right to him. He doesn't want us to struggle with the shame that I'm a bad person. I'm unworthy. If we have something that we're dealing with that we're struggling with, if it's a sin or negative thoughts that we have about ourselves or someone else that we just, we want to hide it, that's when it needs to come to the light and we've got to give it to the Lord. And then the fourth one is influence. And so this is what's speaking to us, who's speaking to us, TV, you know, what we're spending our time with, basically what is influencing us. And then the the fifth one is identity, which is what I'm talking about today. And all of this comes to that place of identity. You know, the, the lies we believe or truth that we believe shifts our identity and moves how we actually operate with the rest of the world. So I want to just kind of break down a little bit more of propelling what the Bible says about our identity. And as we move in this place of actions, thoughts, feelings throughout the day. Okay. I've talked about the cognitive triangle before, which is thoughts, feelings, behavior, and then behavior moves to thoughts again. And we do this all the time every day. And as a therapist, this is really important because it helps us to identify then what shows up with our identity because we could have a behavior of, you know, lying, but we think that we're this truth teller, but our behavior is different from 
what we're actually thinking that we are. So our identity is actually in what we do. And so we do need to shift this cognitive triangle of who we are. And so this comes from within. It comes from being able to give the Lord our feelings, give the Lord our thoughts, and be able to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So I'm going to give a couple Bible verses that can help us with this. So 1 John 3, 20, and this is in the NLT. It says, if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. Feelings and he knows everything. Psalms 139.23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So right here, here's the Lord wanting us to go to him with our emotions, but we don't hide them. We have to give them to us. We want him to search our heart. And as we do this, this is not always an easy situation because that means that he might reveal something in you that isn't good. And you guys, when that happens, it's not a bad thing. When the Lord highlights something to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for showing me that negative thought I had about that person or that feeling that I had about myself that's not good. God, please, please shift me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you that you showed me this darkness that I had in me. And God, I ask that you take it away and transform me to be just like you. And so just like that, it's just quick, quick. He shows it to me. I pray, I release it to him and I ask him for his, his wisdom. Okay, so it's it's this dance that we have that he's constantly revealing these things. Um, and then if we move to now our th- the thoughts, 2 Corinthians 10.5, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We can't do that if we're not aware of them. Okay, this is what I see so often is where we're just like, what? What are my thoughts? I don't know what my thoughts are. Or I'll hear often, well, no, that is the truth. I am ugly or I am stupid. No, you are not. That is not what God says about you. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are capable. And if we want to look at this, because some people will struggle like, no, well, I'm I'm not capable. I just lost my job or I just, you know, my house is a mess or whatever it is that's like this, these things that people, we, we get stuck on. Then I would, I would, if I was a therapist with them, I would work with you on breaking down the facts. Well, what are the facts? Well, I have five rooms in my house and three of them have things all over the floor. Okay, let's take the emotion out of it and let's just look at the facts, Okay. What can we do about that? Is there something that you would like to do about it? Well, no, I don't really want to. I don't really care. Oh, well, I thought you were just telling me that you think that you're a mess and you're not capable. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm not. Okay, well, would you like to do something about it? Do you believe that you can that something can change? Well, I don't really believe something can change. It's been like this for years. Well, why don't we look at one thing that you can do? Well, I can tackle the one room, okay? And what can you do in that one room? I can take the things from the pile and I can put it in a basket. Okay, let's do that. And so you break it down and you look at the facts of what you can actually do. It's kind of like if somebody says, I'm stupid, but they're not stupid. They just maybe got a D on a math test. And so the facts are, I got a D on my math test and I struggle with math. That's okay. That That's like, that's just where you're at. That doesn't mean that you're stupid. Okay, I didn't do very good on the ACT, but I loved school and I love people. I love to encourage. I love to talk to other people. I mean, it's like treasure to me is being able to connect with other people and give them an, and give them an encouraging word. But 
I wasn't, didn't do good in the ACT. You know, so when you look at this, it's like, what, what's more important? God sees who we are and he points out our identity. He says, this is who you are, my daughter. This is who you are, my son. I was on a mission trip about three weeks ago in California and I was in heaven because I could just speak freely to encourage, to pray, you know, see if anybody wanted prayer. And the people around me were able to pay attention and notice what it was that I did. And I had one person tell me, Heidi, you speak identity. You, you really speak out identity. And I was, I will sometimes think, well, I don't think my gift of encouragement is that big of a deal. And when she said it, something shifted in me where I was like, wow, this is big. Like there was a teen that I spoke to. There was a group of about, you know, 10 to 15 of them. And they were trying to kind of heckle us. And, and we were just being super cool with them and letting them ask whatever questions they had. And I spoke to one and I said, you are a leader. And I saw it in that one kid this leadership over their life. And that's all I did. That's all I spoke, you know, probably 14, 15 year old boy. And there was something in about him that caused me to speak that to him. And I felt the Lord was giving that to me for this kid. Very simple, very, you know, doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but you think about what is it that that kid's going through? And that's the word that he probably needed to hear. Because I have a feeling that he's not given a lot of credit for things and he's told to be quiet, stop being so, you know, rambunctious or active, but he's a leader. And I saw some gold in him and I spoke that. And so for me, I actually saw identity in me where it was like, that's something that the Lord has given me this ability to be able to encourage and speak life. And this is what we need to be able to do to ourselves. Who are we? What is the Lord calling in us? The biggest thing is that we're children. We're children of God. We're not children of this world. So we're different. We look different. We have access to all of the things of the kingdom of heaven. We have access to all the fruits of the spirit. That's what grows. When we step into these Bible verses that I'm talking about and and we walk in it and we continue to allow the Lord to move us into that place of glory to glory where we become less like ourselves and more like him, that identity just naturally flows and shows up. And so I want to encourage you to get around people who encourage you so you can experience that. I want you to experience what I had when I was just being myself and I had my friends around me call out what they saw in me. That was the light of Christ shining from me out. So when we're completely ourselves, that's when Jesus really is shining and getting the glory. So a couple more here. Um, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. And so as our mind then gets renewed, this is Romans 12, 2, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, then we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And will is behavior. Okay, so you can think things, you can feel things, but you still choose, like what you choose is the will, our will. He gives us free will so we can do whatever we want. 
Our behavior can be whatever it is that we want. So as we allow our emotions and our thoughts to be transformed to be more like Jesus, our behaviors are going to be more like Jesus and everything flows more and we become more like Jesus, which is the identity that he's pulling out of us. Does this make sense? Like when we allow the Bible to transform us, our identity flows. We become less like the world and more like the way that Jesus intends for us. This is where like, as you continue to keep pressing into knowing the Lord more and seeking him and spending time, quiet time with the Lord, getting in the word of God, let's say you have a job that, you know, you've really loved and you continue to keep spending time with the Lord, like something might change in you where you're like, I don't know if this work is for me, you know, and the Lord might start to like stir in you something new, something different that he's calling you to. And it's not that, you know, what you were doing wasn't good. It's that as you become more and more like Jesus, the calling and the identity of who he's saying that he wants you to be in the world becomes more light. It shines. You shine because that's what you're meant to do. So in Exodus, when Moses came down from Mount, Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law, okay, so in his hands, so he's holding this in his hands, he had no idea that his face was radiant. And his face was radiant because he was had spoken to the Lord. This is in Exodus 24, 29, and 30. So then when Aaron and the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. So think about this. When you become more like Jesus, you seem to have opposition. Why do you have opposition? Because you are shining Jesus to the rest of the world. You are radiant. The identity of who you are is Jesus shining to the rest of the world. And so as you do this, others may not like it, not because they don't like you, but they don't like the Jesus in you. So Jesus is calling us to be a light unto the world, not to be offended by other people, but to be a light. In 1 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So right there is your identity. You are free. You are shining to the rest of the world, the image of God. And as you do this, his glory increases. It's this ever increasing glory. It's not from you but it's from the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit. And so you continue to move from glory to glory, from thought 
from lie to thought to lie to thought. Like the, it just like, so even in the midst of this that I'm talking, there's still bumps in there. You know, that cognitive tri- tri- triangle I was talking about, there's bumps in it. So you're moving glory to glory. You're shining Jesus to the rest of the world. And as you're doing this, oh, you had a negative thought. You had a fight with your spouse. Oh, Jesus is there, shows you the way. You give it to him. You then release it. You're transformed. You're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, so much for showing that to me. You might cry a little. You know, you might you might get some sort of revelation. He's going to show you what he needs to show you. And then you continue to move. You have more revelation because he showed you who you are through the difficulties. Okay, it's not, you don't hide it. We're in this just, we're shining. We're just vulnerable. We're authentic. We're just being ourself to the Lord. And we continue to move from glory to glory. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this time today that we're able to identify that we are the ones who shine in the world. And I pray, God, that this word is encouraging. That this word is encouraging. And as as you're listening to me, I want you to see yourself shining just like Moses was shining. But you don't need to veil your face. You are to shine brightly for the rest of the world so that the light of Jesus can come from you to get on your kids, to get on your spouse, to get on your friends, to get on your coworker, and that your identity is Jesus in you, shining out the way that he intends for you to shine. So we thank you, Lord, that we get to do this work. We get to be your little kids. We get to be your children. We thank you, God, that our identity is solid in you and that you love us even when we have our messes and that even in the midst of our messes, we move from glory to glory and that you keep showing us the way. You keep showing us how to become more like you. Thank you for the roadmap, God, that we don't need a million self-help books. So we, we're thank you for those books. <laughs> we're thankful, thankful so much, God, but that we need you. We need time with you, God, where we can just be little kids and we can listen to you when you tell us, I love you, my child. I love you, my dear child, that you are my precious one. You are my chosen one. And I love you more than words can say. And so I pray for belief in the Bible, that you believe the word of God about you, that you can step into this confidence of your identity as a child and you can shine brightly in this world, that you don't let the world dim your light, but that you can shine your light brighter because that's what he intends for you to do. I thank you, Jesus, and I thank you for you, listener, for taking the time to listen. We pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.